Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. And it's that time of year, everybody. Season in review. The season is done for the 2021 Cleveland Indians. And next year, we turn the page to the 2022 Cleveland Guardians. Dairy Brothers Tribecast, Matt and Todd with you on a Wednesday morning. Fresh off of last night's uh, Yankees beatdown as the Red Sox smacked them in the AL wildcard game. Matt and Todd, with you, brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com slash Dairy. Best t-shirts that you can get for your major sports teams in Cleveland. Todd, uh, the Tribe finishes 80, 80 and 82. Hammy said it best after the game the other day that the memories and all that continue. And we got to figure out a name for the show. The, the Tribe cast will be no more. I, I hope everybody got to listen to it, and if you did it, you can find it in my timeline on Twitter at TD Guardians KU. Um, from I don't know, it was probably like three or four days ago. Well, the Indians posted it yesterday too. Oh, they did. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't see that. It was a great. I'm sorry, speech the, the by, Guardians. Yes, it was a great speech by, by Hammy, and basically just saying, "Listen, this is still our baseball team, and no matter what the name is, there are thousands of cities that would kill." to have a major league baseball team in their city and we have it and let's not take that for granted. And I couldn't agree more. And you know what? We've talked about this many times. Yes. 80 and 82, very disappointing, but and, and, and losing, you know, basically three fifths of the year rotation, four fifths of your rotation at one point in the season. And uh, so it was going to be, a, you know, it was an uphill battle and it wasn't a great season. First under 500 season in the Terry Brancona era, but I think there's a lot of reasons for optimism and I just, I don't see how they're any worse off next year than they were this year. I mean, this year, nothing seemed to go their way. So, you know, call it a lost season, you know, call it whatever you want, but I think there's reason for optimism. Many reasons we will talk about coming up and uh, I don't think they're in a bad spot. I really don't. I mean, I listen, the Yankees have a payroll of, what, $250 million? They won as many playoff games as the Indians won this year. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty ugly last night, almost as ugly as the John Sterling or Matt Vaskersian call oh of, my of God. the John Carlo Stanton single off the wall where it's like these announcers now are just trying so hard to be fun and cool and I'm going to do my one-liner. And it's like, why don't you call it as you see it and wait and do it once the ball, I don't know, leaves the stadium or goes over the fence. Was like, John Sterling, do you think John Sterling was there? No, no. Like, I think he called it from New York. Okay. So maybe I give him, well, no, I can't give him a pass. Baskersian was definitely there, though, right? He was in the stadium. Oh, yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. I don't know how you missed that. I mean, uh, well, you're trying to be you're trying to be too cute, you know. Like, you know, it's like Gus Johnson. Well, John Sterling. Well, John Sterling was like went into the full. It is high. It is far, and he was like out of the stadium, a Stantonian blast. And then he's like, "What did I miss? Stanton standing on first? Are you kidding? I mean, he missed. It went off the wall. Yeah, <laughs> not not good, not good. But look, I mean, the tribe is. You know, you look at the end of the year, and you know we wrap up the season, and you go, all right, they they didn't finish 500. Uh, shout out to uh, Zach Meisel, of course, of the Athletic, and in the uh, um, Selby is Godcast for predicting at the start of the year they'd win 80 games, and they won 80 games. Uh, I don't think anybody would have predicted that you know Shane Bieber would miss most of the season, Savali, all these. You know, at one point the rotation was just so such a mess because there was nobody left in it. And then you had Quantrill, you know, starting in the bullpen, had to move him to the rotation. McKenzie had to go down. I mean, there was a lot of things that 
went into play here. Some guys were disappointing, Logan Allen among them. But like you said, I, I'm with you. I, I see optimism. I like the fact that finally this younger generation of player is coming. The question is which guys are in, which guys are out. And also, what's the payroll really going to look like? Terry Pluto wrote a column this morning and basically was like, yeah, the payroll could jump up, but how much? And there's no guarantees. And then, you know, you got teams that supposedly were going to be spending all this money in the offseason, including the unnamed team. And now their GM backpedaling saying, I don't know, nobody said anything about a big splash. Well, wait a minute. There's all these rumors about Carlos Correa coming, coming to Detroit to reunite with A.J. Hinch. Uh, except you've got to spend th- that. That'll be a big splash. If your GM is saying publicly no big splashes, well, sorry, Carlos Correa is going to want thirty-five a year. So uh, here's what I think. I think a lot of that has to do with the uncertainty of the collective bargaining agreement, which expires when this uh, World Series is up. Because it's easy for uh, for us to say, "Oh, yeah, they're going to spend. They're going to add payroll here in Cleveland," because there's reasons to do so. You know, you got the the you had this second lowest payroll in baseball. You you have basically nobody on the books, you know, uh, other than like the club option that for Jose Ramirez that you're going to pick up. Nobody is really truly on the books for next year, which is very rare. Oh. And with the new na- with the name change and everything, they're gonna they're they're gonna have to they're going to have to sell more tickets. They're going to have to, you know, they're going to sell more merchandise. I think they want to make some sort of a, a, a splash, even though, the, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to sign someone like Carlos Correa or, you know, one of those top tier guys, but they're going to add more. If you can't, if first of all, if you can't sustain a payroll of a hundred million dollars and we're at like 50 million in baseball, then there's, there's a problem with your organization, but you know, be that as it may, I think with the name change and, you know, hopefully you'll have a new minority investor in there, which will help uh, infuse some cash and they'll, they'll, they'll do something. I'm, you know, there's nowhere to go, but up really, if you think about it, <laughs> yeah. there really isn't. Well, right. When your payroll is hovering around 45 million during the season, that's pathetic. And I understand you're coming off a pandemic. The Indians finished, I believe 21st out of 30 teams in attendance, which, you know, for them actually isn't terrible, but it's still not good. Um, I'm surprised it's not. It was not worse. Yeah, and uh, you know, you you gotta you I you got to extend Jose Ramirez. I know he's got what an eleven million dollar option this year and a thirteen million dollar option next year. So you got him for two more years, but you can't go through the same cycle again of the waiting game and the guessing game and keeping your fans waiting and guessing. You know, mm-hmm. go if this new minority comes in, owner comes in from New Jersey and swoops in and says, what are we doing here? What are our priorities? Let's get Chris and Mike and, and Tito in a room. What do we got to do? I would think everybody in the room, the first thing they would say is extend Jose Ramirez. Now, is he going to want a Lindor deal? Is he going to want 10 at 341? Or where are we at here with that? Or is he going to take, I'm not saying a discount, but is he going to? you know, get out of these two years of club options and, and start making more right now, but it's not exorbitantly amount, uh, more. You know, Shane Bieber, same thing. We're going to go through that with him too? Well, I don't think Bieber is a – well, first of all, coming off a major injury is not the time to extend him. I, I think they've – in fact, I know they have approached him about an extension and buying some of those years out, but so far no traction. I know for also for a fact that Jose wants to stay here and he would, you know, would love to to play his whole career here. Now he turned 29 on September 17th. So you're basically looking at if you buy his next two years out, I mean, why couldn't you give him a five year deal at this point, you know, ride him until, you know, age 35, uh, for, for, for good money. Um, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. It would do wonders for your public relations problem that has been here for, you know, God knows how many years at this point. And you can you listen. You're going in with the Guardians. There's two guys on this team in particular that every that that should be out there and and put out there, and the jersey should be sold, and the T-shirt should be sold. And that's Jose Ramirez and Fran Reyes. Now. With Jose, 
you know, you, you go through, so I'm in that stadium all the time, obviously, you know, I go to, you know, 45, 50 games a year. Yeah. You have, you have a sickness. It's great. Yes. I wish I was with you. This, this season was, you know, I'm looking in the crowd often. There's still more Lindor shirts than there are Jose Ramirez shirts and Lindor's not, uh, sorry, excuse me. I broke the rules. I see way more shirts of the redacted X shortstop than I do of Jose Ramirez, who's actually on the team. The redacted X shortstop isn't with us anymore. Like, I understand, you know, you want to wear an Indian shirt to the game or soon-to-be Guardian shirt to the game, and that's who you got, so that's what you wear. Like me, personally, I had a couple of different redacted X shortstop T-shirts. Those have been put away. I, I will no longer wear those until, you know, 10 years from now or something or no they'll be out they'll be out but you know you, you see what i'm saying you know you know what i'm talking yeah about. you need to go to breaking slash dairy and uh, get uh, and restock maybe i'll get the frankie front flips uh, uh on clearance that's that shirt's been burned yeah but seriously you don't see you should be seeing jose ramirez and fran mil Reyes shirts everywhere yeah fran mil Fran Mille, too, I mean, uh, just to get into him real quick, the personality, the heart on that guy. I mean, the story this, you know, after the game this summer where the woman was in the stands and he was a, who, who was battling cancer and her mom had died of cancer and Fran Mille got word of it and pointed her out in the stands and signed a ball and gave it to her and, and threw it to her and was touching his heart and then hit the home run and was pointing at her after the, you know, rounding the bases. And, and he's just a wonderful, wonderful man. And he's, he's big and lovable. And, you know, there's just, just so much there. No, so, I, I agree. But they're not marketing. They're not marketing him. Enough. No, because, because our organization isn't good at it. They're not. They're not good at marketing. That's very true. And the we're, city, we're and the city at, needs we're, we're it. At, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, the Brown, look, the Browns are really good. All right, really good. Even when they play shitty, they win on the road. When did that ever happen? The 80s? You know, I mean, this is like, there's something here with this football team. But the baseball team, you know, for the first time in how many years didn't make the playoffs? So the first time in nine years didn't finish above 500. And so you're right. Here's an opportunity now to really market, to really get the name change out there, to build something, to constantly be on social media and talk about, here's the changes we're making to the stadium. Give us an inside peek. Run features or do something with guys, like you said. Uh, you know, it, It's tough with Jose. I get it. There's a language barrier. I understand that. But they need to do some things this offseason to get the fans back and get excited. And you're right. A lot of it should be based around the franimal i mean the guy's the real deal they need to make some other changes too they need to shake up the tv booth there's plenty of things that they need to be doing to make it fun and make it interesting and entertaining not just up new name same team can't do that can't do that yeah i agree i mean listen we love andre and andre should stay but that Underwood Manning duo has become so stale and it's inside joke central and yucking it up. And, and, uh, you know, and again, I give those guys a ton of credit because it's not easy to do these games from a studio that they had to do half of the games from, but like all of a sudden, and again, I don't even know why we're having this conversation. I'm but just, where, but I'm just throwing it, it out there. Where did, where did book it come from all of a sudden after 15, <laughs> years on the job? It's, it's, I mean, what is you just look baseball it's so easy to just have the old white guys in all the spots that have been in the same spots in the organization whether it's tv booth P pr media relations hitting community coach. relations hitting coach <laughs> no it's true shake the shit up i'm not saying fire tito no one's saying that but here we are on wednesday the season's been over for three days and Ty Van Berkeley is still the hitting coach. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, there's just... Van, Van Bo? Come on with that guy. It's like enough. But there needs to be some things that could be spiced up here. And now is the opportunity with a new name, the new logo, all these things. It's like, hey, we're bringing in this. We're doing this. That's creative. Um, you know, everybody talks about how great Antonetti and Chernoff are. Remember, that they've been great for a long time. They've been very well respected for a long time. Young voices that turned out to be, you know, really good for the organization. So by the way, they're still pretty young, if you think about it. I bet they're I bet I don't know how old Chris Antonetti is, but I know Chernoff is younger than both of us. 
Yes. But, but a lot younger. <laughs> so, and, and, and yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but yeah, I mean, in terms of, of marketing the team, they, you're totally right. They have to do a better job. I mean, they're just, even the Cavs who are an awful franchise, they know how to market. They're really good at it. They are. I got to give them credit. They, they, they lure people into that arena, man. They do. They do. They do. That and team is terrible. Terrible. Yeah, but they but they do a really good job. Right. People have fun going to that arena. They do. People enjoy the experience there. And LeBron's been gone now three, four years or whatever it's been. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. But in the meantime, when we're talking about just like on the field stuff at this point, there's still obviously there's a lot of question marks. You know, who, you know, who's not going to be back with this team next year? Who's going to be back? I mean, here, let's 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 just kind of go out over the diamond. I'm, I'm going to start behind the plate. So Roberto Perez. See ya. Who? Yeah, he he. The last two years basically has has shown that number one, he's having problems staying healthy. Number two, can't hit. And while he is one of the great defensive catchers uh, I've ever seen, and was a, a you know I I've been in this franchise a long time, and I will love him for that and how great he was when he stepped forward in the 2016 playoffs it's time to move on from him yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, i don't and i don't and i don't want to needle roberto but we're not taking a shot at his seven million dollar option no no chance you didn't pick I mean, that you didn't pick up on that at all oh i got, <laughs> I got it sorry there, yeah, there is i no just shot. think they'll probably be there, there's no shot we're not needling him i don't see an injection there of uh younger i, I see an injection of maybe some younger talent uh you know, doctors doctor's is, orders the irony of it is early in the season when he got crossed up and he broke his thumb uh it was 99 his uh who who crossed him up and and broke the thumb which basically cost him you know two months of the season pretty early on but yeah no. That that basically you're you you won't be picking up that option, which which will leave Austin Hedges, you know, who's in arbitration probably going to make about four million dollars, which seems like a high number for a guy who, you know, while you and I and and I think I think the knowledgeable Indians fans really enjoy and and can appreciate that he's one of one of if not the best defensive catcher in the game, um. And yes, I know I understand his hitting. It leaves a lot to be desired, and I agree. But as you and I have discussed both on and off this podcast, if he was batting ninth and you had a one through eight that was more formidable, no one would give a shit about his offense. You just wouldn't. Right. No. It's a premium position. It's it's up the middle. It's handling the staff. And he's a leader. He's vocal. He's fun. Yes. He can throw people yeah. out. And you need a guy like that. He wants to be here. He's under contract, and you know when when you talk about Roberto Perez, who's hitting 150, and I know it's not all about batting average, but uh, time to move on. Roberto was great; he was amazing. I mean, what he did in 2016, stepping in for Jan Gomes and starring in some of those World Series games. I mean, you can't. No one's taking that away, but in 2022, it's time to move on. And with La Vistita and Bo Naylor coming, you've got some catching depth on the way, which is great. Yeah, you're probably a year. I, I, 2023 will probably be the arrival of Lavastida and or Naylor. So you know, you give Hedges one more year uh, as this, you know, as the starter. You bring in the veteran backup. Listen, they they basically played most of the year with either, you know, Rene Rivera, Lavarn Way, R- Wilson Ramos. I mean, think think about that. They they used five catchers this season. I mean, yeah, that doesn't that, yeah. that's very rare. But. Uh, you know, you can get away with that for one one more year, I think, and you'll be fine. And you brought it to your point, and Andre Nett, Andre Not had said this to us on this podcast. Hedges is a leader; is the leader of that team. He's one of the he is one of the leaders of, of, of that team, and the staff all loves pitching to him. So, you know, give him the everyday job next year and figure out the backup job. Now, on to first base. My question for you, because I know you're a fan. Did Bobby Bradley do enough to warrant him having the first base job undisputed next year? Or do you want to bring in someone to compete with him for that spot? I don't because we have enough holes other places. 
This is not an organization that's all of a sudden going to start writing blank checks. You mentioned the labor situation. So to me, Bobby Bradley should be the guy. Let him play. If he would have played all year, would he have hit 30 homers? Maybe he would have been close. Still, the strikeouts are bad, but this was his first full season, or not even full, but his first full chance at at, at first base. I thought his defense was pretty good. He hit the ball the other way. Yeah. And I think with, with a new hitting coach and, and just some help, I think he could turn out to be okay. I'm not saying he's going to be a plus-plus everything and uh, uh, an all-star, but let's ride with him. Let's, uh, I mean, he's 26. Give him the shot. He did not embarrass himself, in my opinion. What do you think? So he – okay, so he had – he started out the season and he had 10 homers in his first – 100 at bats and we were like wow you know this is this is terrific i mean very impressive he ended up having 16 homers in 245 at bats he still strikes out way too much for my liking he had 99 strikeouts in 245 at bats it's that's a really no, high that's, number that's very high yeah but i i agree with you with if you're going to spend money first base is probably not the spot to do it just throw Bobby out there, let him sink or swim. You know, he, he, as we saw, he got thinner. The power was still there. You know, his first base play has been such an improvement over what we were told he was in the minors because he lost that weight, worked on those. Remember, he was doing the splits all the time, making, making stretches at first base. So I think he's done enough to at least give, you know, warrant him having the job next year. You know, if, if, if over a full season, you know, he, he only played in 74 games and he had 16 homers. I mean, I understand that, you know, the OPS was 739, which is fine. You know, it's, it's, it's for this team. For this team, it's, it's one of the better numbers. It's one of the higher numbers. numbers. It was third on the team. OPS. <laughs> That's pathetic. Nine, what a pathetic nine. offense. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is bad. But, you know, they, only, they really didn't have many guys over 700 at all. But, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd let him play. Why not? You know what? They also screwed him early on. Think, think about that. They gave away those quality at-bats for two months that he could have used to develop at this level to give the Jake fucking Bowers, Mr. Hunger Strike himself. And, by the way, shout out to you for that genius hunger strike idea, which carried us for a couple months on this <laughs> It was a great bit. You got it. You got it. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't just get uh, pop on the microphone and break it down. You got to have some fun. And uh, that was a huge mistake. I mean, for as much as we're lathering in the Cherninetti butter uh, and bathing in it, that was a huge, huge mistake by this organization. They, I mean, look, every, every organization makes them. But that was bad. That should never have occurred. He should have been up here from day one. He won the job in the spring. Tom Hamilton told us that on this show. And we're sat there for two months with Jake Bowers. You know, please. That was a major gaffe. Major gaffe. You know, and look, you look. So to me, if he's at first base, then you've got to figure out who's going to play next to him. You know, second base is wide open. Shortstop is open. I can get open. Um, yeah. So yes, you're totally right. So at second base, you started this season with Cesar Hernandez, who was then traded, and then we saw a rotating cast of characters, including Owen Miller, Andres Jimenez, Ernie Clement, Yu Chang. Uh, you know, and and do we think that any of those guys is the long term solution, or did any of them show you anything that that makes you feel like okay, you know what, next year? That's the guy at second base because to me that answer is no. Well, you know me, I'm a Jimenez stan or slappy, uh, whichever term that you uh, prefer to use. And I was on him very early on saying, this is our shortstop. Um, but if you want to rope, not rope, if you want to like link together shortstop and second base and say, here's this giant crop of guys and let's figure out where to play them, here's a couple options. Here's another couple options for you. You ready? If in free agency this organization says we've got to go out and get an outfielder, let's say Chris Taylor is the target. 31 years old, you know, solid OPS, not spectacular, strikes out a lot, but is a a pretty good player for the Dodgers. And if the Dodgers have to keep some of their people around, he could be the odd man out. They've got plenty of young guys on that team to take his spot, but he's a Tito type. 
I could see a scenario where the Indians say, we're Guardians, excuse me, says, we're going to sign Chris Taylor. Okay. Probably put him in the outfield. But where else can he play? Second base. Ahmed Rosario, same thing. He should not be the shortstop. Terry Pluto wrote today, quote, I'd consider Rosario in one of the outfield spots opening up short for Jimenez or Phenom Gabriel Arias, but I don't think that's the plan right now, end quote. So what is the plan? What To me, Todd, because you have to link all these positions together, this is kind of going back to second base. Arias should be the shortstop, period. That's it. His job, let's go. Then you figure out Jimenez, Chris Taylor, somebody in these other spots. Rosario. Maybe they don't want to move Ahmed to the left. Well, then you're moving him to second. But you got to figure that out now so the guy can play, can learn the position, whether it's left field, second base, whatever. But that's that's where I'm at with that. What do you you know, what do you what do you what do you think? I think that uh, here, here. What do I what would I like to happen as opposed to what do I think will happen? I think they're gonna start Arias and Triple I think they're gonna start Ahmed at shortstop. And I think that the second baseman is going to be Owen Miller. And we're going to ask ourselves, and they're going to sign somebody in the outfield, and we're going to say to ourselves, when Ahmed is kicking the ball around shortstop, why didn't they just move Ahmed to the outfield? Well, then where's where's, where's Jimenez playing? I think that he's going to be uh, the – in AAA to start the season. This is how I think it's going to start. I don't think it's necessarily going to. Well, is this ba- is this based on Owen Miller having like a big spring or something? Because they were playing Jimenez more than Miller at the end of the year. They were, but yes, I just, I have a feeling that that's how it's going to be. That's again, that's a gut feeling. Jimenez down the stretch was a vastly improved player. I will go with you on that. However, he showed nothing the first you know, four months of the season. I mean, it was good. And and the thing that we always forget about him is how young he is. You know, he's still, he just turned 23 years old. Right. He's, he is young. There's there's something there. I I like him. There's something there. I I, I know you do. He, was he disappointing? Yeah. I'm not going to be some slappy and be like, you know, I still love him. He's great. No, he, he struggled to hit. There were times you were texting me. This guy cannot hit. But you know what? We did. We said the same thing about Owen Miller. We said that, and this Yu Chang thing. I mean, well, that's here. I he, wasn't including fan, you. I wasn't including you in the mix there because I think that you, number one, I think the staff really likes him. You, you and I both have said many times on this podcast that he's a wonderful human being. He can play everywhere, and I think the way he played down the stretch, he's go, he's your utility man because he. he I think he has been around long enough at this point to he understands that role because you can't a guy who's been an everyday player for a long time is not just going to be someone who can accept that utility role and handle it you you know what i mean so but and i and i think that you've been around long enough to understand that role and he's he's decent at it uh you know over how about this over his last 35 games he hit 282 with seven homers 25 rbis and seven doubles and three triples. Okay, that's pretty good for him. Andre Jimenez's last thirteen games, he hit three forty-two, which is also great with three homers. So strong finish by both of those guys. Uh, I just don't see how you keep all of them. There's there's not enough room for all of them. And I think the organization really still likes Owen Miller over Jimenez. Don't ask me why. I just got. I think that that's how it, how it's going to shake up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was it was weird down the stretch watching Yu Chang because every single time they pitched to him with runners on, uh, he he made them pay. He was Tim Misney. I mean, he you know he will he will make them pay. <laughs> but it like, worked. you know, I saw the billboard the other day. Um, I don't know. I mean. You're right. It's like, hey, Yu Chang again. Man, he really delivered in August and September when we were out of it. Right. But when we really needed him early in the season and when he was platooning at first base, he was god awful. Well, that, well listen, I, I'm going to, the platooning at first base thing with Jake Bowers was ridiculous for, for many, on many levels. Yu's never played first base in his life. I know. He did the hey, best he hey, could. Let's, yeah, he did. The, yeah, so I, I give him but a uti- Right, but utility guy, yes. But is he a winning player? No, is he no, a no. He plus, is, he, 
better than average player at second base on a good team. The, no, he's you're right. You're going to play him at third if Jose needs to DH one day. You're going to play him at second if whoever's a second baseman needs a day off. You are going to play him at first maybe against some really tough lefties and give Bobby Bradley a breather. The, I, if that's his role, I I don't hate that. I don't hate yeah, that. He did he did earn a job for next year based off of the end of the season and how he played in the second half much more so than any of these other utility guys we have. And that's our and we've said this from day 1 on this show, Todd. It's be, it became utility guy central this year. That's why you won 80 yep. games because you didn't have enough hitters because everybody else was kind of the same. Oh, Harold, he's good in a few spots. Zimmer, few spots. Uh um uh, no, you're totally right. Oscar, all few spots. They're all, all the yeah, same. All these guys were the same. We had too many utility backup infielder, backup outfielders playing every single day. And we need, the, the truth is, you, you either need those young guys to take the next step and become everyday players you can count on, or you got to move on and find someone else. Uh, in a perfect world, Arias wins the shortstop job, Ahmed is playing left field. And your second base job is whoever does the best out of the spring, out of Jimenez uh, and Owen Miller. I think you as a utility man, Ernie Clement as a utility man. Um, and, you know, the, the other thing is they have so much depth up the middle. Tyler Freeman's going to be added to the 40-man roster. He's probably another year away. Someone's going to have to be packaged in some sort of a deal to get potentially the outfielder you're going to need. And it's going to come from, from th- those – crop of middle infielders i believe i like it i got no problem with that i mean sweets i like it gabriel R. gabriel arias needs to play enough's enough i mean what else does he have to prove at triple a he showed this year how good he looks um and and sprayed the ball all over the place nolan jones isn't ready and might not even be ready to start spring training next year after ankle surgery and, um, and he wasn't good he wasn't good this year. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to anoint Oscar Gonzalez coming up from Columbus and being the right fielder or left fielder or anything yet. Uh, you know, we've got other young guys coming like Valera and Rocchio who are still a few years away. You don't want to trade any of those types. But to me, the guy most ready and that looks ready and sounds ready is Arias. Yeah. And let's go here. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and he was, in, and he got better and better as the season went on too in AAA, and you know he'll only be 22 next year, so that's you know again part of the reason I think that they probably won't start him up in in the majors, and he'll he may get the. But you know what? Here's another thing. Again, I come back to this: we have no idea what's going to happen with the collective bargaining agreement. So the the, the old. I would say they would keep him down for service time, you know, it's routine. But I think that whole thing is going away. Whatever happens in this collective bargaining agreement, that service time manipulation thing will be addressed, and it won't be able to happen again. Where a team can hold a guy down for, you know, what is it, forty-five days or whatever, just to regain another year of club control, that ain't happening. No chance. What do you think of my Chris Taylor ideas as the free agent signee for an outfield spot? Well, here's the thing. If the Dodgers want him back, they're going to keep him because they're the Dodgers and they can do whatever they want. And he's I, – I love him all over the diamond. I mean, the, you know, the Dodgers play him at second. They play him in the outfield. They they, they play him at short even if they need to. I mean, they don't need to now. But when they when they did – I like Chris Taylor. He's not bad. But then anybody's going to be an upgrade to the garbage we've been playing in the outfield. <laughs> which can transition us up, up there. I mean, uh, you know, I went to that last home game. And I saw the lineup, and I said, you know, it's only fitting that the last time I see the Cleveland Indians, in you know, as the Cleveland Indians as they are, is with one last ride with Zimmer and Mercado in the lineup together again. <laughs> I don't need to see either of them in an Indian or Indian no. Guardians uniform. No, to, to me it's over. Uh, to me it's over. And, and this notion of well, we can you know we keep Bradley around, and you know, and uh, well, you know, you look at the numbers and. Hey, how about that WRC plus? You know, just, you know, like TJ Zuppi says. No, I don't care about any of the fucking numbers. Zimmer stinks. Mercado stinks. Daniel Johnson's no good. Bye, all of them. Gone. Goodbye. Move on. Move along. Like the key. What do you? Why would you keep Bradley Zimmer around? Well, we we think we untapped something this year. No, 
Goodbye. The guy didn't even run. The guy doesn't even know how many outs there are on the bases. He's not good enough. It's a first round. It's another outfield first round bust. Own it, eat it, and say goodbye. Like we could do better. We should be doing better. I, okay, so two things. Number one, they're going to have to find feel the team somehow with outfielders. So fine. So Harold 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 Ramirez stays. Harold Ramirez okay. stays. My point is, you're going to have to. Someone's going to have to stay around because you're going to have to have five outfielders. <laughs> you know, and and unfortunately for this organization, it's not like the outfield position. There's guys, you know, knocking at the door that you're ready to to say, okay, next year, you know, Oscar Gonzalez is, you know, we were we were we've been waiting, but he's ready. You know, who knows? You, you just don't know. I uh, I'm, I'm back and forth on Zimmer and keeping him as the fifth outfielder. I, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. My problem, he, he can he can play. He can be a late inning defensive replacement uh, pitcher, and, and there's value no. there. I, I'm over it too. No. I'm over it too. Goodbye. Okay, okay well, let me ask you this: <laughs> if if you if I would have told you that you could have kept Naquin and gotten rid of Zimmer last year, coming off of last year, would you have done it? You were ready to move on from Naquin, just like you're ready to move on from Zimmer. Is that correct? Well, at least Naquin, at least Naquin is a major leaguer. Is, is Zimmer a big league outfielder? A hundred percent. You know it, it, what's funny is we were all like, "Oh, you know, he's having a nice, you know, renaissance or whatever." His numbers still stunk. I mean, right. Like he was still at the same OPS as Mercado. Six sixty nine OPS. I mean, you know. Bye. Enough. You know, he he. A, another guy who who strikes out way too. He had 122 strikeouts and 299 at bats. But see, this is this is the other thing. It's the, wait, how about this? He had the second most strikeouts on the team behind Franville Reyes, and Reyes played in 17 more games than him, and and they were you know neck and neck and strikeouts. So you know we, yeah. we we talk about PR and we talk about messaging to the fans. What better message to the fans than what we trotted out in the outfield this past season was not good enough we are going to upgrade we are going to unearth stones we are going to move boulders and find people the current crop only one stays harold welcome back everybody else goodbye daniel johnson peace mercado love you bye miles straw well miles straw is stay oh he stays but i'm saying at the other spots yeah miles straw is a lock i love miles straw I'm not. I'm not even putting Miles Straw in the same sentence with these other guys. These other Jamokes. No. no. <laughs> <Miles> <laughs> to Miles use Straw a Todd was, Derry phrase. Miles Straw was really a pleasant surprise. Awesome. I, I always liked awesome. him on Houston, but watching him every day really gave me a, a real appreciation for you know what a quality player he is. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's you know the Ken Griffey Jr. or anything like that, but that that's a guy who plays about as good of a defensive center field as you can, works counts, has speed. He's a good, you know, perfect leadoff man for me. I'm all good with him. It's, you know, if you told me today they're going to make a splash and make a trade and get a right fielder who they can play every day, put in the middle of the lineup, a legitimate – I mean, I know we've thrown this name out. He's going to be a free agent and we never would sign him. But you give me Nick Castellanos in right. Oh, God help us. Straw in center and I'm mad in left. And I'm good. I'm right with that. Right. That's what I want to see. I mean, if you're it, let, let's play like, what what a right right it, your outfield this year was Straw, Mercado, Harold, Zimmer. I mean, at least at the end of the year. I mean, obviously Eddie Rosario, which was you know a terrible well, move. And, we always forget about him, but Naylor too. Nail, but Naylor Naylor's back. Naylor's back. I don't know in what role, but he'll be back. So that's another one. So if you're talking about like you said, well, we have to field a team. If you say goodbye to Johnson. Mercado and 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 Zimmer, but you bring back Harold Naylor. You move him into the outfield. Franimal plays a few times in right field, and you sign Chris Taylor or Castellanos or whomever, Mark Canna, and you got Straw. There's your outfield right there. You know, it's funny you mentioned Mark Canna the last time, and I, I've seen a lot of him. Uh, you know, just in like reading articles, people talking about how he's going to be a very coveted guy in free agency for a lot of these teams. What about coveted line three? Coded line. There's a man. Uh, that was coded line four, wasn't it? Star uh, Johnny on coded line four. Those WHK <laughs> days, man. So much fun. Oh, 
Yeah. Are you going? Are you out. going to Les Levine's uh, Hall of Fame Hall induction? Hall of Fame induction. I'm going to be out of town. Really? Yeah, really. I got a, uh, I got an email the other day from uh, one of uh, the former sports professionals, and I got to, I got to figure out if I can go to support well, the of support the week less. Is the I know, I know, it is. Plus, I kind of, I kind of just want to be there to spite Greg Brenda. <laughs> Well, you want to be there because we love Les. Well, I love, yeah, no, no, of course, of course. You know, I did, I, I, I did was a part of the, uh, for the, the, the Parkinson's uh, in motion event. The that was the walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yes, the sponsored by the Lex Levine family. The five K. Uh, his lovely wife Allison, one of one of the one of the greats of all time, and uh, so no doubt. I saw her, and I was a part of that whole crew with with his brothers and, you know, it was good, good to see the family. So, uh, I, I did do that, um, obviously, but uh, you know, I wish I could be there to, to see him be so awesome. And he's going in with big, he's going game. in with big Z, which is sweet too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I know we're going off on a side tangent here, but it, for those who didn't know less personally, the way, you know, Matt and I did, I, I, I don't think he would have believed the outpouring of, love and support and that he's going into the hall of fame and all this i don't think he would believe it you know what i mean like no no he's always he was always very self-deprecating he was always very self-deprecating and um it's just unfortunate he's getting his due when he's not i know i know it sucks what a great man and he loved the tribe loved the indians Tribe first absolutely loved his baseball team i watched the uh Did I ever tell you the story when I went to uh, I went to a day game with him and his daughter Jamie and it was Jamie hadn't been to a game since like the '97 World Series and we ended up it was about the seventh or eighth inning we looked up and Irvin Santana for the Angels was throwing a no hitter oh yeah and and Les turned to Jamie and me and said you do know that if he throws a no hitter here you're never allowed back in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> And he threw a no-hitter that day. Dr. Jamie Levine Daniel. Yes. That's awesome. Ah, uh, yes. Good people, man. I'll Good take people. A, take a guess who's calling me for a second time this morning. Don't, don't do that on Decline. the air. Decline. <laughs> don't do that on the air. Are we on the air? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, would Gary D, so what would Gary D say about the 2021 Cleveland Indians? Talk about somebody that would be totally against the name change would be Gary D. Oh, for sure. Well, no, you know what? He was a big liberal, though. He was. He was very liberal. Yeah, but I think he's like kind of, he would have been kind of old school and everything else. And I don't know. I don't know. Could you imagine? Cleveland Radio Man back in the day with Gary D was just the best. The best. That's why I got into this thing. Was this Gary Gary was he's one of one of, one of my idols, man. Yo mama, punk. <laughs> Just incredible. People, people. I mean, the stuff that he said and did on the air, can you imagine if he tried that now? He'd be, he'd be, he'd be off the air in two seconds, you know? Guy was a pioneer. He was. before his time. All right, All right we, so we, we got to focus. We covered, we covered everything but the, the pitching. Field. We did the outfield. We did the outfield. What about, uh, what about pitching? Pitching and defense. How about Garrett? Speaking of pitching, how about Garrett Cole last night? <laughs> Can't cheat anymore. Can't cheat anymore. You know, I guess three hundred forty-two million ain't what it used to be, huh? <laughs> you know, you, if you think about it, listen. I, nobody should have any sympathy for the Yankee fans. And I will say this: I watched that game last night, and it. I didn't know who to root for, or who, you know, I hate both teams. Oh like, yeah, I hate both franchises. I hate both fan bases. It was a lose, you know, and I guess when the Yankees lost, it was better, I guess. Uh, but watching Garrett Cole flounder was was pretty stunning. I mean, his last five starts, he's been terrible. But, wow, I mean, you get touched up for a homer. You can't get out of the third inning in the, the start you're paid that kind of money for. Oof, brutal. It's funny, the game ended and I uh, had it on. I was kind of on and off all night and. Red Sox got the last out, and uh, all of a sudden I hear, dun, 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 a little Dirty Water song. I'm like, click, goodbye. Yeah. It brought me back to freaking 2007 for a second. <clears throat> no thank you. <sighs> Fuck that. 
Okay, so, <laughs> that's, so it's something the Yankees and Red Sox don't have that the Indians do have is great pitching. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's go I, through the rotation. I, Up, we're done. Let's go to the bullpen. Well, no, we don't uh, have to I, spend yeah. any time on the rotation. I, well, I want to say something briefly about the rotation. Yes, is Zach Plesac guaranteed a spot in the rotation next year? I would say yes. You would say yes. Yeah. Okay. I, did he pitch well this year? No. Did he give up too many home runs? Yes. But I, I still think he's a young, controllable, good pitcher. You know, you, you think of, you know, high strikeout, you know, it, 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 with him, you're, you're thinking, you know, he seems like more of a power guy. And, and it, you know, he only struck out 100 batters in 142 innings. That's in, in today's baseball. That is nothing. Uh he gave up 23 home runs in 142 innings. And Aaron Savali, by the way, gave up 23 homers in 124 innings. So, you know, I, I know the old adage, solo homer, it's not that big of a deal. You know, the old Josh Tomlin way of thinking. But if if you're lining up the rotation today as things stretched out uh, over the season and how things ended up playing out, I think, I think please actually fit starter. Hold on, let me let me let me let me take this a step further. Did Eli Morgan earn the job as the fifth starter to the point where this organization, which has been known to trade young pitchers before, is Zach Plesak going to be traded? If anybody does, it will be him for not just uh, pitching reasons, um, but we did learn this year that you can never have enough starting pitching, and the fact that Eli Morgan does have options remaining and you've got to have at least eight guys you can count on. I mean, at least at this point, I mean, we do not want to go back to another year where we have to watch JC Mejia and Sam Hentges and Morgan, you know, all at the same time, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, then, then they were stretching. Remember, remember there was that time where they were like piggybacking Quantrill was pitching four innings cause they hadn't fully, Stretched them out yet? I don't want to see that ever again. So I am of the opinion of. What about the Hentges? What about the Hentges Stefan duo? Stefan, yeah. <laughs> oh, good times, <laughs> so, good but times. I, but I, but I, I think you have to keep Morgan, uh, uh, Cody Morris, and you know those two six and seven. Keep them down and start them in AAA. Keep them, you know, on the ready. Um, and then you, you know you got other arms that are that are not that far behind. You know, P- Connor Pilkington, Peyton Battenfield was really good when the Indians uh, ended up getting him over in the steal for Jordan Luplo. What about X um, Curry? Yeah, well he's you know he'll start in Akron, but yeah, I mean, Xavier Curry another great young arm that this that this franchise has. But no, I I, I think there's that they will keep all of those guys. The the, the bigger issue. Is is who do you keep in the bullpen with all of these guys that are option are out of options? We've talked about Sam Hentges do you, as as a reliever. Sam Hentges ha, is out of options. Logan Allen out of options, and you know not that Logan Allen was any you know any good this year, but that's a concern. I mean, you, you got to figure out what you're going to do with him. Uh, is that a guy you're going to package? I don't know, but you know, outside of Class A, as of right now, who else is guaranteed for you a spot in the bullpen? I have two others, three others. I have three daughters, daughters all of which have at least. Uh, <laughs> I have three other relievers that I'm going to say right now will be on the team. All right, so Class A is one, and then here's my other three. Brian Shaw is going to be on the team, whether you like it or not, he is. He is. That's number one. 80, number, 81 appearances, Brian Shaw? Right. Fine. Number two is Trevor Steffen. They didn't keep him all year to just discard him. He throws high 90s. I think they think there's something there. And number three is Anthony Ghost. Lock and load. Well, I, I, I we talked about this last week, but all the work they put in on Ghost, you can't just let him walk now. Exactly. Not, not after exactly. Steffen, okay, so. Ghost, Shaw, Class A are going to be on the opening day roster out of that bullpen. So I think that 99 will probably be included in that mix. I, I would I think it. so too, but but you never know. What if he's bad in the spring and he has to start the year in Columbus? That's possible. Uh, yeah, also possible. I think it is time to bid adieu to Nick Whitgren. We're, we're done with him. Yeah. Did you see the goodbye that his wife posted? 
Uh, now, it wasn't really a goodbye, but it was kind of like I was so proud of my husband this year. He's yeah. a great dad. He's a great man. Love you type of thing. It all That also kind of looked like a, hey, we're not going to tender you an offer type of post, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, they, well, they, great, they, great they, dude. They, but he they, just they, he, he was so yeah. hittable this year. So hittable. Yeah, and you know what? They got him. They basically got him on a waiver claim from from the Marlins and got three, you know, three good years out of them. So it, it, you know, you know how these guys are. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're the next year they're absolutely terrible. So you're walking from him. Blake Parker's 36 years old. Did a nice, nice job. He did. He yeah. did. I wouldn't be. But, I wouldn't be uh, uh, upset if he came back. But I don't know if, like you said, at that age, I don't know. Steph and I believe will be will be back. Here's another guy who's guaranteed to be on the team next year, Nick Sandlin, as long as he's healthy. He's you know, he's got Oh geez, that's up. my that's my so, fault. That's horrible by me. Yeah, Nick Sandlin, of well, course. He was hurt. Yeah, of course. Oh, I totally hurt. forgot. Totally forgot about him. There there there's another one. We're already naming yeah. a lot of guys. Yeah, so so but then you also have, you know, here's here here's some other people. I'm not guaranteeing any of these guys are gonna be there, but you're looking at guys like Justin Garza was up for a while. Kyle Nelson's still in the 40 man. I don't love him. Uh, uh, Francisco Perez, who came up and, and pitched in like, you know, a handful of games, but he's got a future in, in this pen. Uh, Mejia's out of options. I don't know if you want to keep Mejia in, in, as a long man, maybe, but, and then Logan Allen's out of options. So, you know, you're going to have, and, and you know, they're going to, they always do it. They always sign someone to a minor league contract at the end, like a Blake Parker, you know, like a Dan Otero, you know, they, they've done it for years. Scott Atchison. It's like every year, one of these guys emerges and that'll happen again too, I'm sure. But I, it'd be interesting to see if Shaw, I mean, I, the guy pitched in 81 games, which is incredible. And now the all-time leader in appearances for Indians reliever. Um, it'll be interesting to see if someone else wants to give him, real money or multiple years but i i don't i think somehow some way he'll be back with us i do i think there's a loyalty there i think tito loves him <clears throat> you know we i don't know i i just i see him being back i do but he can't but he can't pitch every day in the seventh and eighth in high leverage situations it can't we we, we need to upgrade we need to upgrade yeah. there i'm not saying he sucks i'm not saying he's great but he's a reliable guy that gets gets outs and that's why I would want. That's you know. That's why I would want him back. Middle relief. He's only. You know, it's crazy. He's only thirty three. It seems like he's. She should be older than that. Blake Parker's three years older than him. And the other thing is, I'm looking at his bio right now. It says uh, Brian Anthony Shaw, nickname Geek. <laughs> I never heard that before. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> you and I have been calling him the Shaw Dog forever. Is uh, has Ty Van Berkeley been fired yet? Unfortunately, no. He's he's still here. Yeah. He's still here. Oh, man, Dees, what a season, huh? What, what a season. What a season. Yeah, this was, uh, it was definitely different. I will say that. Monday night, uh, my, you, I, you and I talked Monday, and I'm, you know, it's like, what, it, I don't know what time we talked, but it was like at night, and I was just like, game, is there a game on? Like, what, you know? <laughs> Like I'm, I'm already dying. I had a client dinner last night, so that kind of was good. And but like even tonight, it's like, all right, you know, what is it? Dodgers Cardinals tonight? I guess. I mean, I, I'll yeah. try to give that some run, but I don't know. I'm gonna the, yeah. the depression might kick in next week when it's like, what's on? You know. I guess the Thursday night football game is semi entertaining. Yeah, that, exactly. I think the Thursday night football game will be semi entertaining because. I'll root against Stafford, but it's like I don't know. I'm, yeah, I miss the I miss the games. I, I love every night dialing in and let's go. It's always good to have it on, even if it's on in the background while I'm cooking dinner or whatever. You, you know, uh, I, and, and I agree. It's always like the first couple, the first month or so is always the hardest when it's just not there. It's like you know, normally we go to our old friend every night, and our old friend is. Uh, is is no longer with us and our old friend is also can have a new name next year. So. When yeah, when do we like turn the page and stop saying tribe and stop saying I mean, I know you changed your Twitter handle and I mean like is that today? I mean, are they gonna do like a day where they say goodbye? I mean, I read in the somebody wrote that they're gonna still sell Indians merchandise next year. Um I don't understand like to me 
I would have had Guardians gear ready. I mean, I, I understand why, but the, the, I think by the holidays they will have Guardians gear ready. If, if they did oh, they, that they better. by Christmas, I would be stunned. Well, they should have it before the holidays because people are going to start shopping well, for it for well, the holidays. You, yeah, you I mean, know what I mean. You got to get time. Yeah, I mean, you got to get so you know, and and you should have some sort of flash sale, or you should have some sort of unveiling of gear and low. I know they did the logo thing, but but everything else, but do something creative. Yeah, no, I agree. It's I never, agree. it's I never, it's it. never been this organization's uh, strong suit. No, I just want to get my you know Guardians game hats, you know. You know, whatever whatever that hat's gonna look like, I, I just want that hat, man. I want to start rocking the gear. So, I just just for now, I guess I'll just have to go to Breaking Tea and get that guard the lamb T-shirt. <laughs> That's hey, it's there for you at BreakingTea.com/slash/dairy. Go go there now. For those of you that are listening, seriously, do 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 yourself a solid right now. Go to go on your phone or wherever you are. Go to Breaking Tea dot com slash dairy d-e-r-y and look at the cleveland collection and buy yourself something get brown stuff the browns are are, are for real man they're 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 everyone's like oh baker sucked this week they they played like crap they won at minnesota that's not easy so like get your browns gear you know you want to you want that sex land shirt go for it whatever you know I'm I'm ordering something today. I don't even know what it is. I might just get the uh, another one of the Jose shirts or even the uh, I was go- I have the Bobby Bomb shirt, but uh, I might get the Franimal shirt today. I'm, I'm going Bieber fever. I'm going to rock that today around town just for fun. Let's do it. BreakingT.com/slash/dairy. Also, our friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. All right, that'll do it for the uh, 2021 season kind of review. When are we coming back for another pod? We got to. I mean. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have an emergency pod when we when we uh, make the big trade for Nick Castellanos. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, well if, if any big well, news breaks, we'll be here. When news breaks, we break in. That's right. So we'll uh, we'll do it. But uh, all right, uh, Todd, uh, great season, and looking forward to hey. Guardians baseball next year. No kidding. Before we go, let me just say thank you to all of the people that reached out to us on Twitter. Uh, the reviews that were left, um, you know, everywhere. We really appreciate it. You know, it's a big labor of love for for my brother and I to do this because we love the team so much. And it's just great for Matt and I to get on here and talk about the Indians and you give you guys a little peek into what it's like to be on our text chain. And shout out to the executive producer, Jeremy, for all of his hard work as well this season. But uh, in all honesty, there is no bigger Cleveland baseball fan than my brother, he is such a pro. He's so good at what he does in doing this. I couldn't, if it was just me, I know when I do the solo one every once in a while when Matt's on vacation, I know it's, it's decent, but it, this, this show is nothing without my brother. So hey, but it's, hey, this, you, this is the dairy. The greatest, man. Thank you. This is a, a dairy brothers tribe cast and, uh, your, your passion. You're always, uh, always willing and able and, uh, uh, introduced us to the, our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com. we got to thank Craig Lindell and that crew at WFNY. They do a great job. And they're the ones that kind of, uh, you know, we, 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 we record, we send, we throw the opens in, and then we, uh, we get it to Craig, and, and he takes care of us. So, And we would not have that relationship without uh, your relationship with them. We, you you got to get back on the uh, WFNY uh, website and uh, pen some columns. <laughs> Only when the mood strikes, but it's been a long time. But, uh, yeah. Who knows? But yes, shout out to Craig. He's he's the man. He's always been there for us when 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 we when we had something and all of a sudden we'll just say, Hey Craig, we just did a pod, here it is, and we send it to him and he, he, he hooks us up. So, you know, it's great to be a part of the waiting for next year family. I, I think I bet I've been writing or doing a podcast for more than a, it, it, probably 10, 12 years at this point, which is cool with, for, uh, with waiting for next year. So pretty awesome stuff. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, that's it for the uh, 2021 season. Dairy brothers tribe cast will have a new name. We will uh, rebrand at some point, uh, but we leave you with this book it. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, 
the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Thank you.